Hello, welcome back to the Female Edge podcast, episode number three. Um, we have a very important guest today. Her name is Erica McDonald. Welcome, Erica, to the podcast. <laughs> I know her, I know her um, from her time at Oregon State University. We were teammates there. Um, she's actually a JUCO transfer. She transferred from Diablo Valley College um, in California. Um, she played 19 games there, seven goals and 11 assists. Um, her team, they won the, or you guys were runner-ups uh, in the state of California. Um, and you were the big eight offensive player of the week your sophomore year before you transferred to Oregon State. Very impressive career there. Um, so yeah, Erica, if you kind of want to go into your high school's experience, how you got to that community college, um, yeah, go ahead. We'd love to hear. Totally. Yeah. So my high school career was, I went to Encinal High School in mm -hmm. Alameda, California. Um, and my high school career, my freshman and sophomore year was great. It was fun. We had a lot of good upperclassmen um, who kind of led the show. The coach was just kind of there, which, you know, yeah. honestly worked for our high school team. Yeah, <laughs> it worked for our high school team. Uh, mm -hmm. If any of you guys have played with, siblings or daughters of coaches um not daughters sisters but family ties on teams especially in a high school environment yeah. is not necessarily the best environment for someone to be in if you are not a part of said family yeah. um and so that definitely going into my senior year having a coach that didn't support me a hundred percent affected how I approached recruiting and yeah. college thinking about playing and stuff like that because I was in such a bad spot support yeah. wise and confidence wise that I didn't even think I could play after high school I yeah. I would tell my parents like every time I got my last pair of cleats I said all right this is my last <laughs> pair of cleats I'm not, I'm not gonna need any more cleats after this like it's gonna be um, great um, yeah. which was a nice excuse to get expensive cleats so that was cool yeah. um like, and mom and dad is my last beer I gotta ball out <laughs> exactly so I'd say like come on let me get the expensive ones um and it, it worked so great um just to interject yeah. I think it's really cool that you're even like saying this right because a lot of players go through this experience where for some reason them and their coach don't necessarily get along or they don't see eye to eye or whatever it is and like that can really hinder um the way a player feels about herself um opportunities going forward it makes a lot of people quit <laughs> yeah. so I mean that this is a reality so I just want to say I think it's cool that you are kind of bringing this to light you know so totally totally I think the most important thing whether you're in and I know high school you don't necessarily have too much of a say in who your coach is but college the most important thing that I would recommend or say to anyone is just making sure that you really like your coach yeah and you feel supported because I think that across the board whether you're at a junior college four-year whatever whatever division you're in mm -hmm. if you have a coach that doesn't care about you <laughs> yeah. it good luck because it's it's tough out here and you know especially once you get into collegiate sports it is a business in yeah. a sense but you need to have a coach that can take that aspect out of it and yeah. make you feel like you're a part of the team, whether you're injured or, you know, whether you're going through some stuff mentally yeah. 
physically, whatever it is, you, you need a coach that's still going to treat you as a part of the team, whether you're coming in as a freshman, whether you're a junior college transfer, regardless of what your situation is, you need a coach that views you as part of the team, regardless of where you came from, because you're on that team now. I think that's a good point because we tell our clients there's a saying that we we say to them and we say go where you're wanted not where you want to go (laughs) I mean obviously it is important to take other factors into consideration right like if you want to play where it's sunny like that's important right and obviously considering the team culture but you know you you do need a coach that believes in you you do need a good environment in order to grow in order to succeed so that's great yeah and talking about that, that is exactly what I had at my junior college. So Diablo Valley College, Kalen Mullins, I knew my senior year that I didn't really want to go to a four year yet. I had thought about it, but it just, I just wasn't ready. Really and, quick, how was yeah. your bridge process out of high school? So obviously you felt like you didn't really feel supported by your high school coach and totally. you didn't, did you play club? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So play for yeah I played for the Montclair Clippers um I growing up my whole life I bounced around from clubs um but ending my club career I was with the Montclair Clippers uh, my coach Marcus Watson was he was great he was awesome once again made me feel supported I w- I integrated into that team they had been playing together since they were kids and I came in yeah. junior year of high school and instantly kind of meshed with them which was awesome um and he was he was great and he definitely he gave me confidence to go forward with college stuff and you know I had talked to him about not really wanting to do a four-year and so he pretty much encouraged me to just start picking junior colleges in the area um and I even looked at ones in southern California Mm -hmm. and just start I had some film. My dad had been filming my club games and yeah, my dad had been filming my club games. Not very well, but we don't need to, we don't need to tell him that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) At least, at least there was some film, you know, maybe you didn't see the ball go in the net every single time, but you know, it it was, it was there. Um, And so we put together a little video and I just started sending that to junior college coaches and just, I would, type up the email all on my own. Um, thankfully my mother made me a good writer, so <laughs> proofread, but I just would type up emails, let them know everything about me, the stats, whatever. Um, and then I just reached out to coaches and it was kind of a funny full circle story with my junior college coach because my freshman year, she was watching my team's NCS game. And Mm -hmm. my dad had a conversation with her and said like, oh, like, where do you coach? All this and that. And my dad even made a comment and said like, oh, well, senior year, Erica will hit you up and she'll go your Mm -hmm. way. And it just ended up happening that way. So it was really, you know, kind of serendipitous that she had in a sense been watching me all throughout high school, but we, we weren't necessarily in contact until my senior year. Um, and I just instantly, instantly clicked with her female coach. Um, so important, (laughs) so important, awesome female coach. And, you know, she played, she played at Maryland. Um, you know, she just, she's a great goalkeeper. Um, and she was just 
awesome. She made me just feel comfortable. And I think that's so huge. Um, but really quickly, really yeah. quickly, kind of going off of that. So how has, when you had a female coach, how was that different than having male coaches that you've had in the past? Um, just, you know, for me, I haven't really had a female coach ever actually, um, a head coach uh, at that. And so, yeah, if you can go into what were the differences for you? Uh, yeah, having a female coach was a massive difference because similar to you, I hadn't had, I hadn't had a female coach my whole life. I had, you know, a couple assistants, but really (laughs) I did not have a single female coach and it, it just feels like when you have a female coach, they just approach everything in a better way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think discipline, especially, and, you know, when when someone's maybe not pulling their weight or not doing what they're supposed to be doing when she would coach and, you know, kind of lay down the hammer. It was always in a way that made you respect her more and she not in a- she didn't lead by fear. Yeah. Which was inspirational. She was motivational. Um, yes. she, didn't, she didn't try to intimidate you guys probably. Yeah. Yes. It was just a lot of respect and mutual respect. So for men, I feel as though it can be really easy for them. And I mean, I've had good male coaches. I'm not saying they're all like this, but it's really easy for men to get carried away in that position of power, especially with young women. If I ever have children, I will want them to play. Well, if I have a girl, whatever, I would love for them to really only have female coaches because it's a hu- it makes a huge difference. And I think it, it shows young girls as well that women can do that and women can build you up and teach you great things and it doesn't have to be a man teaching you to do these things yeah and no I think it's great and again everyone you know you're talking on you're speaking about your experience and so yeah and I think that's awesome I think probably other people too have had that same experience and I think for myself the best coach I've had um Again, I haven't had a head female coach in my life, um, but the best coach I had uh, was my club coach growing up. Um, And he just had a way uh, of being able to connect with you and motivate you. And he, a big thing for me is that he didn't lead by fear or intimidation. He generally cared. Um, Again, he was just a great person as well. (laughs) So, I mean, I would have definitely liked to have a head female coach. Um, So I'm sure that was, you know, an awesome experience for you kind of going off of that um and you know obviously you were very successful at that school um and you sound like you had like an amazing experience so let's talk about the transfer that you made going from a JUCO to a Pac-12 school <laughs> you know I, I I say this all the time um when I talk about your experience with my friends just such a huge jump going from a JUCO to a Pac-12 school and so first of all um before we get into it, I just really want to commend you for making that jump that's very brave um of you to do so and I think the way you went about it which we will go into later was very brave also so if you kind of want to go into how that started for you um yeah yeah totally thank you first for saying that because that's really really sweet um (laughs) and it was definitely once again, as my career at DVC was closing it was another moment where I'm like all right 
these are my last pair of cleats. Like I'm hanging these up. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm done after this. Um, and then I went to go visit Oregon State campus and <laughs> go thieves. <laughs> um, and I, the idea of Oregon was always appealing to me just because I love the outdoors, nature, all kinds of stuff like that. And so when I got to that campus and just was walking around, it was just, it was such a cool, I'd never really been on a campus like that. It really had just been like Cal, which to me, Cal is Cal. I grew up around there my whole life. Yeah. So it didn't, it didn't have that college energy to me and just Oregon State, Corvallis just felt like such a college town. If you've been there, you know that it just, it just radiates college. Um, and so I could definitely feel that and pick up on that. And I had just finished creating my sophomore highlight reel on huddle. And I was talking to my mom on the phone and I said, you know, like, well, what if I just sent it to the coach here? Like, why not? Like, what's the worst that could happen? And I, so I said, Linus wrote, I sent him um, my, <laughs> I sent him my highlight video and it was literally within minutes of me sending it. He responded back and I had said in the email, like, oh, I'm going to be here all week. Like I'm hanging out. I'd love to meet with you if you have time. And he instantly kind of messaged me back and was like, yeah, no, like let's set up a meeting. And already at that point, I was like, oh, well, this is way more than I could have ever imagined, which was kind of crazy. Um, and so I ended up your shot, right? Yeah. I shot my shot. Cause you know, what, what's the worst that could happen? They could just say no. And then it is what it is. Um, and so I ended up in, he told me to enroll in one of their ID camps, which I was excited to do. I was a little skeptical just cause I was older at that point. I'm a, I'm going to be a junior in college playing with like high school, like juniors and seniors. It didn't necessarily seem too fair. Um, but nonetheless, he wanted to see me play. So I went out there and that's actually where I met Tony for the first time was at that ID camp. And I, it was, it was just funny for me because I had never really been around Pac-12, you know what I mean? A Pac-12 team before in that regard. And it was kind of intimate. We were all just sitting in a dorm room and it was all the coaches. It was you. And it was, just, it felt right. It felt right having conversations yeah. and just talking to everyone. And I felt confident enough to do that given the fact that I was older. Um, so I knew that if the coaches were going to be hanging around, I wanted to make my presence known because I know how important that is. Um, and after that ID camp, it was a little bit of radio silence, which, you well, know, hold on. I'm gonna yeah. okay, going back. So I actually remember that moment I met you. Um, it was in that dorm, like common room area. Yeah. Uh, and we were all just hanging out, you know, chilling. And then you come over and you just introduce yourself and you start talking to us. Uh, you start talking to coaches, you know, you kind of asserted yourself right away. And so. I want to go back to that because we tell our clients, Hey, when you go to an ID camp, go up to the coaches, go up to the players, ask them questions, introduce yourself, make yourself known, right? Show confidence that you deserve to be there and that you want to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to also, I remember that moment. Um, it's kind of funny because from that, <laughs> really good friends, 
Um, but I just thought that was really awesome and it just shows how bold you were. You know, not only did you go to this ID camp, um, not knowing what would happen, but you were just so bold and brave um, while you were there. And just, yeah, I just thought that was awesome. And again, we tell our clients to do that. So I just want to go back to that point. Um, yeah. Reiterate how important that moment was, I think. So yeah. It, it's huge. It's huge. And I think, you know, there's probably a lot of players out there who aren't like, I'm a very talkative person. I could, I could talk to a brick wall for hours. So for me, like that's not an issue, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that are more reserved and they are more quiet, but you know, pretty much like if you're there, you're there for a reason and you should right. take advantage of every opportunity you get. And, you know, that's a good way to even get a feel for if you even like the coach is, you know, just going off of that first impression. So, you know, it's more, it's just as important them meeting you as it is you meeting them. So mm -hmm. I think that that's why I was, you know, so eager to do that because I just wanted to get a feel for everyone. And it, and I think a big thing that we get too um, is they're intimidated. They're like, well, it's the college coach. Like, these are the players. Like, I'm nervous. And we tell them all the time, like, they're just people. Yep. Like, obviously, they are your coach, but they're just people <laughs> at the end of the yeah. day. Go up and talk to them. Have a conversation. Yeah, you know? yeah totally. So, um, yeah. So, that was a, it was a pretty fun experience. My dad and I made a whole trip out of it, you know, hung out in Portland for a while because that was really only like my second time being in Oregon. Mm -hmm. Um, and so after the ID camp, I didn't really hear much from Linus. I had, you know, I had obviously sent a couple follow-up emails. Um, and then I assumed that after a camp like that, he's going to be getting probably hundreds of emails. Um, and so, yeah, I, well, yeah, and so I followed up again a week after that. And I just kind of said like, Hey, like, just wanted to let you know, at that point I had already made the decision. I'm going to Oregon state, whether I'm on this team or not. I just, I love the school. I wanted to go there regardless of what was going to happen. Um, and so I pretty much told him like, Hey, like I, I've been accepted. I applied like all this and You're that, like, I'm going like, <laughs> to be there. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be there whether I'm on the bench cheering the team on, on the stands cheering the team on, on the field, whatever, like I'm going to be there regardless. Um, and he pretty much emailed me back and said, all right, well, why don't you come up for a tryout? And then I said, oh, okay. So once again, I was like, all right, let me just take these cleats off the rack again. <laughs> well, once again, once again, being bold, putting yourself out there, being like, yeah, I'll go to a tryout. And for those of you who don't know, that tryout is also like the first week that soccer starts for the teams, right? And so it's a very intense time. Like, it's yeah it's tense. You're stressed out. Um, everyone's getting together for the first time in a long time. So, you know, that was very brave of you as well to kind of put yourself in a situation during such a critical period for the team as well. Um, yeah. So that once, once again, I was going through this whole process pretty much from my senior year to getting to Oregon state. And even at Oregon state, I was, in a sense, kind of flying blind. I didn't really know. I had no idea that this was the first week you guys were going to be meeting. I really, I wasn't given a lot of information. And so I really went into the whole thing 
no idea what was going on, what was going to happen. Um, I remember the day before the tryout, I had to get cleared medically. So I was down in the training room and Katie was just Katie. Katie. And I mean, you know, she's fantastic, but, um, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have a relationship with her. And it's very obvious that like with trainers and stuff like that, like having a good relationship with them, like it just makes you feel more comfortable. And, you know, we're running through all the the balance things and I'm just, I'm doing terribly because I've never really had to do anything like that before. And so I was definitely, I was underprepared. I had, I had no idea what I was walking into. Um, but I just kept going. I said, you know, you're here, you're going to do what you can do. You're going to do the best you can do. And whatever happens, happens. I love uh, yeah yeah it, yeah and it was me and two other girls trying out Kaya Kaya Dayton who oh, ended up actually cool. yeah Kaya Dayton who actually ended up we ended up hanging out more because she was staying in this little hotel dorm the international dorms with me um and so we ended up just kind of clicking a little bit more and then there was another girl who I kind of forgot her name I think her name was Maddie um but we ended up trying out together and we walk into Truax yeah this is the indoor buddy um yeah yeah so we walk into this big indoor field and I'm sitting there putting on my cleats and I'm talking to Izzy the strength coach and you know just kind of telling her like hey so what's going on I'm trying to get as much information as I can uh and she was like oh it's the beep test and I'm like <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my like oh great the beep test that's like every player I mean that's every player's worst nightmare is to run the beep test it's it's not yeah. fun Oh. <laughs> I, I tried my best and I just told myself I said I was like you cannot be the first person to stop that was where I said it for myself and I mean I still definitely struggled but I wasn't the first person out and that was my little mental note um but I'm sitting there putting on my cleats and then all of a sudden all the team walks in and I don't think you guys really knew we were going to be there or it, at least the looks on everyone's faces were kind of like who the hell are these people like what are they doing putting cleats on and so instantly you know I was kind of expecting like a, oh hey like I'm so and so and it was just kind of everyone walked in like I think too I mean I do think we are all we were a welcoming team at that time oh but yeah I do think with the beep test everyone is nervous and yeah. so it's like you walk in there you're like I hope I get past I think it was 16 7 at, at that time yeah. I think I think it jumped like 17 1 um, I don't but remember, remember but yeah you just gotta get past that and do your best because those of you who haven't ran the beep test it is a cutting it's a cutting fitness test um and, and it's very tiring um on the legs and so I actually remember seeing you there and I can't remember if Linus had told me that you guys are trying out or not. Um, but yeah, we walked in there. I remember seeing you and being like, all right. 
let's go. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it was funny because like, I obviously I had recognized some of the girls and it's like, you could sense, I mean, you could feel that energy and it's like, yeah. it's, it's intense. Like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a stressful time. You know, these girls were all competing for coaches looks and all this stuff and playing time, starting positions, all kind of stuff. There's just a lot of potential in that room. And so it's a very tense environment. And I totally felt that coming in because I'm assuming, yeah, some of the upperclassmen knew, but I could guarantee that probably none of those freshmen really knew what was happening (laughs) because they all, I'll never forget Sid's face. Just, she walked in and was like, she can't, she can't, she can't hide a look on her face. And she was looking like, what the hell are these people? So it was definitely that added more nerves, but also kind of excitement. Cause you know, I was thinking just the same thing. I'm like, okay, a lot of these girls are younger than me. Like I'm coming in a little bit older. Like I feel as though, you know, maybe I'm a little bit stronger, whatever. Um, and it was, it was definitely, it was stressful. That was a very stressful two days because we really didn't get any information from the coaches after after the practices you know the three of us the three girls that were trying out we would kind of be you know waiting for the coaches to come over and talk to us or you know we'd approach and then they'd be walking away and so it was definitely we were in the dark for pretty much two days and (laughs) you know I'm like my all my whole family's like how's it going like what's the like what are the updates and I'm kind of like there are none like you know I'm I'm doing x y and z I'm you know I think I'm doing well um and so finally at the end of the third day he finally pulled us aside individually the three of us individually to talk to us and he let me know that I had made the team and it was definitely, it was really kind of surreal, honestly. (laughs) Um, Just because like, if you, if I look back to like, if you would have told me my senior year of high school that I was going to be playing at a Pac-12 school and just making a team there, I, I I would have laughed like in your face probably. So it was just, it was kind of cool to just come full circle pretty much. And know that I was able to do that on my own um and you know obviously supported my family and all all kinds of stuff like that so I mean I owe a lot to them um but it was it was just a really cool moment um and to be finally there I think too like what you were saying earlier how there were times when you were done like you told your parents I'm not playing anymore like this is it for me and I think too it it's just a cool story um, that our clients and other people as well listening to this podcast can really take a lot of motivation from like you didn't give up and you were bold and you put yourself out there and you made a Pac-12 team. Taking away from that experience, what was the one thing you learned like from from all of that? Cause because obviously when you're in that, when you're trying out, you didn't know what was going on. And I'm sure yeah. there were like mom and dad get me out of here (laughs) what am I doing yeah I would say that one of the biggest things I would take away from that whole kind of transfer tryout experience would be to ask more questions um I think that you know I just 
like I said, I was flying blind and I was just kind of, you know, going with the flow with things and just, I was like, all right, I'm just going to hang around until someone tells me to go. Um, and I kind of wish that I just would have been a little more forward and like approaching the coaches and saying like, Hey, like what's going on? Um, because, you know, I think I deserve to know that, or at least where their heads were at. Um, and so I just, I, I think I learned that, yeah, being, if you have questions, talk don't be afterwards. afraid to ask. Yeah, yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask questions because especially, you know, like I said, I, I knew nothing. I had no, I had no idea how any of the stuff at that level really worked because there is a difference. There's a lot of new things that I had never seen before that I was like, yo, what are those things you're putting in your sports bras? Like, what is that? Like, I, yeah, I was like, I had never, I, you know, you see it, but I had never really been exposed to that and around it. So I'm just kind of like, okay. And at that point, all you guys were in a routine. You guys had been training for a little while already, or, you know, the freshman had been there. And so it was, yeah, just asking, asking more questions, I think would be my tip. I love that because again, I mean, when you're on phone calls with them, ask them where they see you playing. Ask them yeah. if they see you getting from playing time your freshman year. Ask them about uh, financial money, scholarships. Yeah. Ask tough questions because their coaches, they expect that, yeah. right? And like we said earlier, it's a business. So yep. you, have, you have to ask those questions or else you're not going to get answers. You're going to be in the dark about knowledge that you need, you know? Yeah. Totally. And very, and I mean, the, all the questions you just said, like, those are huge questions. I mean, the, like that, those are, those are massive. And I mean, especially as someone coming in from like a high school, like a, your high school senior going into college where, you know, you have, you have options. Like that mm -hmm. is, that is when you need to be asking those important questions because that, that's what matters the most is, you know, all the, you need to know what you're going into. And I mean, you'd hope that these coaches are going to be truthful. You know, there's obviously mm -hmm. from the risk of circumstances changing or, you know, things out of your control, but you would, it would be beneficial to go into these situations with as much knowledge as you can, just yeah. so you feel more secure in your decision-making. So that, that's huge is yeah. Asking, asking as many questions as you want, because they mm -hmm. are used to that. Yeah, absolutely. And so kind of going back to, you know, your experience at a JUCO and then going to a Pac-12 school, um, how was playing at Oregon State for you? Um, like as far as like the differences? Totally, totally. Um, I mean, it was huge. I, I went from, you know, playing with a group of girls that I was just, we were all close. We were so close. And so I think when I first got to Oregon State, I think that was, that was probably the hardest part was kind of just breaking in to that. I mean, obviously I broke in eventually, but I think for me, struggle wise, I think that was probably the hardest thing for me just because I love, like, I just love having friends and like getting along with people and stuff like that. And it was definitely, the door was closed for a little bit just because I came in as a junior and the junior class, they were, you know what I mean? They, most of them had been there, there since their freshman year. So they were tight knit lock solid. And so I ended up becoming pretty close with a lot of freshmen, which, you know, kind of makes sense. Cause I'm kind of coming in at the yeah. same time as them. Um, and so, you know, once 
I think once I was able to kind of break in and have like friends and connect and joke around and stuff like that. Yeah. That's when I kind of relaxed a little bit. Um, and then, you know, playing at playing at a school like that, it was, it was cool. It's a really, it's a really cool experience to, you know, have the Gatorade getting made for you and the trainers tossing you towels and stuff like that. Like, you know, that's just, that's an experience that I'll never really take for granted because you, you get treated, you know what I mean? For the most part, yeah. by the trainers and stuff like that, you know, it's a cool, but we have good reason. Is. yeah it's a cool reason but I mean you know trainings and stuff like that they were they were fun and I feel as though getting to travel was really cool um I had never really traveled you know we just took buses on my juco because yeah. we I know we were, we're, going always, we're always like on flights to yeah. UCLA to Arizona like yeah. always on so, flights so. Yeah, that's a huge difference as well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's cool to you know fly, go through the airport with your team, and you know, growing up, you see teams coming through the airport. So I think <laughs> that whole idea of it, it was that was fun. And I, you know, as I was playing there, I knew that it was going to be really hard to get into like a starting position. Like I, I knew that from the jump, just because I saw, you know what I mean. I saw the talent that was there and people who have been playing yeah for him for years and so obviously when a coach has a good thing it's going to be really hard you'd have to be like a crazy outstanding player to break into that and what I kind of noticed as we would practice and as we'd be running plays or drills or stuff like that is a lot of my skills that I really thrive in crossing finishing crossing all that stuff that wasn't the that wasn't the formation or the style of play that we really did and so I realized pretty quickly I was like oh this is you know this is just going to be a completely different formation different style of play it's a lot more you know direct passing and kind of getting closer to goal instead of just crossing it in from the wide spaces mm -hmm. um and they also when I did play put me in at left back which is a position I'd never played before in my life. I had never in my life played outside back. So never right. playing a position and then being thrown into that position in a Pac-12 game was definitely, it was over. Was it, it was against overwhelming. UCLA? I played, the first time I played was against Colorado at home. Oh gosh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, so I played against Colorado, and I actually, you know, I thought I did all right. I had a couple balls going down the line. I knocked a girl over. That's always like a check for me is like getting a girl <laughs> on the ground. Um, and I just remember just saying like, just relax, like just breathe. Because for me, when I get in my head, it's so hard. It's so hard for me to like touch the ball. Like I get, I literally... Yeah. start freaking out and then I remember that game was on tv too so I was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like I've never played I've never played on like it's only been live streams from my junior college like I've never yeah. played on tv before so there was just that extra element that I just you know was prepared for a lot. But I it's a lot yeah in the moment it was a little overwhelming for me um but 
you know, I just took it in stride and I just made sure, you know, obviously I was able to travel and, you know, Mm -hmm. I just made sure whether I'm on the field or off the field, like I'm going to be, I'm going to be a good teammate. I'm going to be cheering everyone on, you know, when you come off, I'll be there to give you a high five, whatever it is. Um, because for me getting, even getting to travel, like that was a, that was a privilege for me to be able to, you know, just be with the team and have that time and, you know, hang out and go see all these cool schools and stuff like that. So it, it was, it was very overwhelming at times. Um, but you know, the game ends and then you're like, Oh, it was, it's a game. It's a game. So I think when it comes down to it, just learning how to relax was huge for me. Um, and I, I figured out pretty quickly how to just settle in and like not take Mm -hmm. things too seriously, which I know a lot of people take things very, very seriously, which is great. That's awesome. But for me, (laughs) yeah, for me, in my mind, I have to kind of flip it the other way and not because if I take it too serious then I'm in my head and when I'm in my head I think my it's like a thought paralysis like I'm literally I get anxious and so for me it's I flip the switch and I have to like not take anything serious I love that I love yeah. that because we tell again we tell our clients that all the time we say you know soccer is just a game at the end of the day and you need to learn how to almost detach yourself emotionally from it and I think once you do that or you find that sweet spot um that's when you know you start playing better and that's when you relax and you loosen up and you enjoy enjoy the game so much better um kind of going off of that um it sounds like you really use being a good teammate um as kind of like your your strength your core strength um, to being on that team. And I would have to agree with you um, I, on that. I thought you were an amazing teammate. So kind of finishing off this podcast, we ask our, we ask our guests, um, you know, how do you find your edge? Um, and so if you can go into that um, a little bit more. Yeah, totally. And I would just say that, yeah, for me, finding my edge is really a matter of being a good teammate when it comes down to it because like I said earlier whether you're injured on the bench on the field whatever it is like that's your team and you know you don't necessarily have to be best friends with every single person on your team but when it comes down to it yeah you can't it's 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 impossible to be best friends with everyone on your team um but you need to understand that you guys are a unit when it comes down to it you're a team you're a unit you're all playing the same game you all want to win and you need to make sure that you're supporting your team regardless of where you are and Mm -hmm. I think for me that that's just always been a really big thing for me is just making sure that people feel supported um because like I said I've had moments where I haven't felt supported not necessarily Mm -hmm. by teammates but just in general by general Yeah, by coaches and in general. So you just want to make sure that like, maybe there's someone who feels like there's no one supporting them, like try to be that one person giving them the compliments at practice or, you know, lifting people up. Yeah, yeah. And just trying to be, be there for people. And so I think that that was, that's a huge part of who I am as a player and finding my edge. So I would say, yeah, Yeah. be a good teammate. 
Yeah. I I love that. And I think that's a great ending to the podcast um, as well. Um, so I just want to say, Erica, thank you so much. Thank for you for having podcast. I think that you brought a lot of wisdom um, and insight to people that are watching this podcast and as well as our clients. Um, so yeah, I had a great time talking with you today and just want to say thank you again, Erica, for your time. Thank you you for having me. This was so much fun and I can't wait to watch future episodes. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you. That was our third, um, female edge podcast. Tune in two weeks from now, um, for episode number four.